Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today, on location, is Father Michael Denk, a priest for the Diocese of Cleveland. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. It's good to be here with you at St. Gabriel's. Yeah, we're on location up here in Menor, Ohio. And beautiful parish. Yeah, it's been wonderful so far. I just moved here from St. Joseph, and I've been here about a month, so it's a whole new group of people to love. Awesome. So we're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT about what we believe as Catholics, and today we're going to talk about the Fourth Commandment, honor your father and your mother. So how does the Fourth Commandment apply to us as citizens? Yeah, so, you know, we all know that the commandment is honor your father and your mother, but in with each commandment implicit within them is is kind of like an umbrella, an overarching theme, which translates into all of our life and, and, and more so than might just be there in black and white. So it really does, uh, first of all, not only, you know, talk about the importance of honoring our, our, our parents, but also those that may that may have an authority in our life. So I like to say to kids, first of all, as they're growing up, to always obey your your parents and your teachers and your principal and the you know law enforcers whoever they are to always obey them unless it goes against your faith or morals so we should always obey them even in the small things um that will help us be great saints um unless it goes against our faith or morals and that's kind of where our 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 government goes in is that we we do have to honor and and, and obey the laws, you know, so even though I, and I have to confess, I, I, I sometimes speed, I try not to, but, um, but that's a law that's there. And even if, if I think I should be going faster, it's a law that's been decided upon, you know, so it does help if we all do the same thing, if we all keep that speed limit and, um, it, it keeps us all safer. Um, now there's, it becomes a time when the government might, might, place a law upon us or, or ask us to do something that is, is against our faith or morals, that's where that would need to be challenged. You know? So if the government is, is forcing us or asking us to do something that we can't simply do as our faith or morals, that would be the, the only time to be disobedient. Otherwise, we should um, obey them. And, and, and as I said before, that obedience, um, and that's one of the qualities of Mary, her, her um, absolute obedience to, to the Father and to the will, um, definitely applies for us as well. The more obedient we can be, the more that we can put down our will and allow for, for God's will and, and the will of, of everything that he has going on in the world, that's going to really sanctify us, and it's just going to help our society be a better place as well. That's a good point, uh, Father. I, I think of when uh, the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and she had no idea mm-hmm. how she was going to be the mother of God since she was a virgin. And I, I relate that to my own life. It's like, I don't understand how things are going to work out all yeah. the time. And I want to be able to see into the future so I can feel secure that things right. are going to work out the way, at least that I think they should work out. And the fact of the matter is, God's will isn't always what I want right. and, and in my timeline. So Yeah, and I think, you know, that that helps us. It's also trusting in providence, you know, that God can work 
he, as he did through all of Scripture, he worked through leaders that were less than um, uh, less than good. Sometimes, you know, God can still work through that, and that's why I say, you know, it's so important to be obedient again, unless it goes against your faith and morals. Um, so, even though we may not understand the, the greater scheme, um, that is a wonderful trust in His providence. And when we do trust in God's providence and just kind of accept life um, as it is, we find ourselves remarkably free. And and actually, um, life turns out to be better than we could ever hope or imagine. I found that having that trust, though, is easier when things are going my way. Oh, your way, right. As opposed to when things are tough and difficult Mm -hmm. and challenging, it's like, Oh, well, I mean, I just throw up my hands and say, well, I'm glad God knows what he's doing because right. I certainly don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, and it is it is trust. It's trusting in his providence and trusting that he can work, and especially that he can work through our obedience. Um, that I think that is such a, a remarkable quality and, and uh, you know, a remarkable charism um, that we all, we all need to uh, work a little harder at, I'm sure. And don't you think that that's most pleasing to God when we trust in him explicitly, yeah. unconditionally, yeah. regardless of what the circumstances right, right. of our life are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that you know it does imply you look at Jesus too, he was obedient even unto death, you know. So he uh, handed himself over and if anyone didn't deserve it, he didn't, you know. He didn't deserve the spitting and the mockery and the but he he did that all under in obedience and trusting the Father's will. He, he questioned, you know. He said, "Father, if 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 this can be, let it pass. Let this challenge pass. But if it is your will, let me accept it." And and it can be for us, you know, as we mentioned before, we Christ is living out His suffering and death and resurrection in us. So there are going to be times where we're going to be crucified in some way, and uh, and it's only through trusting in the in the Father's providence that will come through it and not only come through it, but that will be redeemed and the entire world is redeemed through our obedience. That's a great point, father. Uh, I know sometimes again, when things are going wrong or they're not working out how I feel, we need to remember that Christ suffered more than any of us ever will. And he didn't deserve any of it, especially the scourging and, and the crucifixion. So those are going to be more painful than anything we'll ever have to experience in our lifetime. Yeah. So question 368 in the UCAT asks, what place does the family have in God's plan of creation? Well, the church has always taught that the family is the domestic church. You know, so that the, the, they're the primary church. That's where, where children will learn about their faith. That's where they experience um, uh, what it's like to have this mother and father figure. And, you know, I learned in my first eight-day retreat that we often form our images of God by what our earthly fathers are like, you know. So, if if our earthly fathers were were kind and gentle, we picture God as kind and gentle. If our earthly fathers were, you know, kind of intolerant or abusive or demanding, we tend to imagine God being like that. And the same is true, I think, for our blessed mother. That our mothers give us um, that human aspect of an insight into into Mary. You know, the good the good qualities. So, our parents and, and the family is so important in this whole plan of God's creation. So a man and a woman who are married to each other form, together with their children, this family. And God wills that the love of the spouses, if possible, should produce children, and these children are entrusted to the protection and care of their parents and have the same dignity their parents. I love that part because, um, you know, it's also parents should should 
respect and honor and love their children. You know, Jesus said, let the children come to me. Um, you know, so there needs to be a mutual, and that's how God is. He's mutually loving and respecting. God is not domineering. God is not, you know, abusive to us. God is, is, is loving to us. And if that is modeled in the family, if that is realized in the family, we're going to have a much more healthy and holy image of, of who God truly is. When the family breaks down, you know, that's, that's what greatly distorts it. You know, so if you look at, I even, you just think about children, you know, that go through, their parents get divorced and the, and the breakdown, you know, that how hard that is for them. I know of, of, uh, of a young boy who's been addicted to drugs and um, just going through such a, a difficult time. And I think it all started with that because the, the union of husband and wife you know, they take each other through good times and in bad, sickness and health all the days of their life. Their fidelity, their faithfulness is supposed to show us that God is faithful. You know, so if, if mom and dad aren't going to give up on each other, then I know that God's not going to give up on me. And when that family breaks down, um, that can cause a breakdown, you know, in us. And, and we begin to doubt, well, maybe God isn't faithful. And, uh, you know, but the truth is that, that families are imperfect. Humans are imperfect. We're all sinful. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have um, the sacraments, which are are kind of like icons for us, you know. So when when a when a husband and wife stand up in front of the church and come together as one, that's an icon for us to look and believe. Okay, God will not give up on us. God is faithful to us. God will love us through good times and in bad, through sickness and in health. So ultimately, that's where we first experience God's love is in in that in the sanctity of the family. Mm -hmm. So question 372 of the UCAT asks, how do parents respect uh, their children? Well, you know, it's, it's often said that parents, you know, their primary vocation, first of all, is to each other. So their primary vocation is marriage. And I think sometimes couples forget about that. So the first thing that they can do to show their children, again, this love of God, is to be faithful to each other, to love each other. And uh, and then out of that love, they find the strength and the love to, to love their children. As I said, Jesus said, let the children come to me. I think the best thing that they can do for their children is to, to raise them in the faith, to make sure that they are, are baptized, to make sure they're catechized, to make sure that they... Uh, come to Mass on Sunday. so funny because the children are usually the ones that want to go to Mass, and sometimes it's the parents that actually become an obstacle to that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think especially, you know, when we, when we deal with, we know how wrong abuse is. You know, so certainly that would not be what the church intends a marriage to be or what the church intends the family to be. You know, that, that there shouldn't be uh, an abuse of the, the privilege that parents are given of that obedience. You know, so it's always in service. You know, the, the parents are, 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 are in service of each other, but they're also in service of their children. Um, you know, that, that they're laying down their life for their children. And mutually then, the children, if they feel truly loved, will naturally want to give themselves to their parents. But because we're sinful, again, sometimes that becomes difficult, and that's where we have to make that choice to be obedient, mm -hmm. you know, even when we don't feel like it, even when we are upset with our parents, even when, you know, we're upset with um, authority figures. We, we consciously choose to show reverence, and the idea is that all we can do is love. You know, we can't control another person. Uh, we can't control our children. We can't control our parents. But all we can do is love, and that love becomes transformative. And before you know it, if we love someone enough, 
they will come around to to loving us back. Mm-hmm. But we can't we can't demand it. We we can only give and and receive. Yeah, just like if God doesn't force us to love Him, if right. He did, it wouldn't be love; it'd mm-hmm. be something else. Yeah, so it's a it's a free free gift that is given. Awesome. One last question: Why is God more important than the family? Yeah, this is a, an interesting one and a tough one too, because I think, you know, so we we do hold up the dignity of the family, and the family does show us to God, but it's 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 not the ultimate end. The ultimate end is is union with God, and so we have that tough commandment. You know, Jesus says. Um, he who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. So even our families, our children, we can make idols of. And, and no one can take the place of God. God needs to be first in our lives. So, you know, as a parent, the best thing you can do for your child is love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And the second command is, is love your neighbor as yourself. But God needs to come first. And as children, too, that mean, that might mean sometimes uh, take, taking a step away. You know, I think of some of the great saints who who left all their belongings and left their family and founded these amazing religious orders that that are are serving you know God's people throughout the world, mm-hmm. and that can be a difficult thing. But ultimately, it's it's, it's kind of like a, a reality check that yeah, family is important and essential, but even above family, God must come first, and our, our call to God is our primary vocation. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Michael Denk. Can we have your blessing before we go, Father? The Lord be with you. And also with you. May Almighty God bless all of you and your families, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.